with your host, Dennis Beard. There's been many, many more downloads on the podcast, and we thank God for you. Many are coming to the knowledge that there's more than just saying, I'm saved, sanctified, and on my way to heaven. More than saying, Jesus, come into my heart. More than just saying the sinner's prayer. Realize that those that are coming unto righteousness, for Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness is not just being right. God is righteous. Jehovah Tendishkinu, the Lord, our righteousness. He is righteous. He is the only righteous there is. The righteousness of the law is our own works. Paul put it this way. I suffer the loss of all things and do count of a dung that I might win Christ and be found not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law but the righteousness of God by faith. So if we're not in God, we're under the law. If we're in God, we're under grace. But very few realize that grace is an effectual working of the Holy Ghost, which is a free gift of God, but it reigns through righteousness. The key word there is it reigns through something, through righteousness. And it's not by just being right. We have to understand what righteousness is in a biblical sense for the believer. What is righteousness? Many people will say, well, it's just simply being right. Well, in a Webster's Dictionary, you could get away with that, but it's not biblical righteousness. Biblical righteousness is explained to us by the Lord. He says in Romans 5, by one man's disobedience, Sin came to the world and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offense is of one, so also the free gift is of one. In other words, a man lost it. Only a man, a kinsman redeemer, can redeem us back. We can't be bought by angels. We can't be bought by spirits. We can only be bought by the blood of the Lamb as a kinsman redeemer, one of us. And we know that God, God himself, many will say, well, I know that Jesus is the Father. But when it comes down to, well, explaining why, if he's the Father, why my Father is greater than I? Jesus stated that. Are the things concerning me have an end? When God has no end, then we have to understand What is righteousness? Well, righteousness is explained to us in John 16. Jesus said when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me, Jesus said. Of righteousness. Now, as we focus on that, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, Well, what is that? Well, it's righteousness. And of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now, let's focus on righteousness because uh, grace reigns through righteousness. And without righteousness, there is no grace. Therefore, we have to understand that grace reigns through righteousness. 
And without that, there is no grace. Now, he tells us obedience is required. In Romans 6, it says, Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death. Now, these are people that have the Holy Ghost. They've been born again. They have the Spirit of God, Christ in them, the hope of glory. But because they're not obeying the leading of the Holy Ghost, then it's still sin being carnal-minded. Now, no carnal-minded is death. To be carnally-minded is death. To be spiritually-minded is life and peace. Well, the carnal mind is uh, still. There be told, uh, Paul told the Corinth church, are you still not yet carnal? Because there be divisions, envy, strife, hate, malice among you. Are you still not yet carnal? In other words, you're not bringing forth fruit unto perfection. You're not bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit. You're not crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. You're not obeying the leading of the Holy Ghost, which is iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. That is not being led of the Spirit of God in obedience. You may know that the Holy Ghost said, walk this way, walk that way, and thus saith the Lord this and that. You feel an unction from the Holy One. But you don't obey it. That's carnal-mindedness. It's disobedience, which is the sin of witchcraft. But he said, Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey him are the servants to whom you obey. Well, there's unsin unto death to be carnally-minded, or of obedience unto righteousness. Well, the only way to get to the grace, growing in grace, obviously, is through obedience under righteousness, Romans 6. Now, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. God said the nation that forgets God, I will turn it into hell. Total chaos. The leading of the Holy Ghost is essential for grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God, Yes but it's effectual working of the Holy Ghost upon the heart, the conscience bearing witness in the believer and its outward reflection in life. It's not just, well, there's a free gift and it's inactive. It's dynamic. It's not static. It's always moving. It's the Holy Ghost. And it leads and guides and it's begun a good work in us. We'll perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus. The Holy Ghost is an unction from the Holy One, Christ in you, Jesus in you, the Father in you, the hope of glory. Somebody said, well, I didn't think it was the Father in me. Well, if we look at Ephesians 4, there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, the Father of us all, and in us all. Well, the Father's in us all. Well, the Spirit of the Father is the Spirit of the Son because there's only one Spirit. One body, one Spirit. Well, the Spirit of the Son is the Spirit of the Father. Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son. Well, without that kinsman redeemer and the obedience of one, that is one man, perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God, offering His holy, righteous, 
blood, untainted, not tainted with sin, to be bought with that incorruptible blood of Jesus Christ. That's righteousness. And righteousness is imputed to us by faith through obedience. And that's Romans 6. We yield our members of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now, with that said, we're earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Because it says by faith, it's by grace through faith, are you saved. Justification is by faith, and without faith it's impossible to please God. But does that require obedience? Of course it does, because grace reigns through righteousness, Romans 5. Well then, we're saved by grace, through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's the works of the law. That's a righteousness which is of the law. And by the works of the law, no flesh will be saved. Well, what's this righteousness of God? Well, the righteousness of God is by faith. Well, how do you obtain that? Well, it's a free gift. By simply being born again, born of the water and the Spirit, as was told Nicodemus in John 3, you become newborn babes, a new creature in Christ Jesus born of the water, and born of the Spirit. And we have the keys given to us that God gave to Peter on the day of Pentecost. Being the preacher standing up along with the other eleven, they were pricked in their heart and said, Men and brethren, what must we do? He said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now that's not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's baptism in water, born of the water. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, not of the Father, not of the Son, not of the Holy Ghost, but proclaim that name, invoke that name, have a revelation of that name, that name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost in Matthew 28, 19. Jesus said, go ye into all the world and teaching them to observe all things, that's things of faith, whatsoever I've told you, baptizing them in the name singular of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world, amen. Well, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is that name that is above every name, that Jesus has obtained a name through an inheritance. That name given among men under heaven, whereby we must be saved. Jesus. Jesus is Jehovah is salvation. It is God with us. It's Emmanuel. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Ha, Mashiach, Jesus, the Messiah, which is the Jesus Christo, Jesus the Christ. Well, born of the water. Well, how do you born of the water? Well, 
Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, which is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And then you take on that name of which the whole family in heaven and earth is named. For the remission of your sins. Not because your sins are remitted, but for the remission of your sins. To have the body of the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism. You'll see that in Romans 6, 1 through 4. You'll see it again in Colossians 2, 10, verse 10 through 12. You're complete in him and have need of nothing else. In whom you're circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. Circumcised means to cut to cut off. What are you cutting off? The body of the sins of the flesh. How? Colossians 2.12, by baptism. Somebody says, is that faith? Yes, through faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead. Well, it's an operation, a spiritual operation. God takes a spiritual scalpel and invoking the name, that name of the Father, of the Word, of the Holy Ghost, of the Son of God, of the Son of Man, the name that is above every name, invoking that name, that singular name of the man Christ Jesus, who is God manifest in the flesh. And when you do so, invoking that name, you're born of the water. What happens? The body of the sins of the flesh is cut off, buried in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again. You're born of the water. But that's not completely born again. Born of the water and the spirit. Well, we should go on and read. Because Peter said to be born again, simply in Acts 2.38, the keys to the kingdom, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, singular, of Jesus Christ, which is the name of God Almighty in every office and function that he is. In every Jehovah, Rofika, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Tadishkidu, Jehovah Maskinim, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Shalom. It's, it's every title. That title is an attribute, a title of an attribute. But the physical, spiritual, and only name of God manifests in the physical realm whereby is able to save us is the name Jesus. Who is the Christ, the Messiah that should come into the world, who is God manifest in the flesh? 1 Timothy 3.16. When you invoke that name in water baptism, what know you not as many as were baptized, were baptized into Jesus Christ's death, Romans 6, 1-4. That like as God raised him from the dead, you are raised a new creature. You're literally buried with Christ in baptism. Paul said it. Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Ananias said, here's a man that has seen God on the Damascus road. Ask him, what is your name, Lord? I am Jesus of Nazareth. Speaking in the Hebrew tongue, he is Yeshua of Nazareth there and he is healed of his blindness after three days and I says there he was sent to that he might receive his sight after he's seen this great light 
Here's a man that has seen the great light, God Almighty, who is light. Saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard to kick against the pricks. Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord Jehovah God Almighty? Who are you? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. There he knows the name. He's had the revelation of the name of God Almighty. He is then told his call that he will be an example of long-suffering, taking the gospel not only to the Jews but to the Gentiles. And he's healed of his blindness. And still his sins remain. We find Paul's account of it. In the book of Acts, he said that Anna said, Why tarriest thou, Saul? Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, washing away your sins. Well, wait a minute, he's already seen God. He knows the name, the revelation of the name of God is Jesus. He's called to preach and he's healed of his blindness and still his sin remains. And Ananias, Ananias says to Saul, turn Paul, who wrote 14 books of the New Testament, Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, washing away your sins calling, invoking, calling upon the name of the Lord. Why does he know what the name of the Lord is? Well, he just told him, what is your name, Lord? Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus. Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. All of the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone that was born again in the church baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. No one was ever baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The Padre de Filio, the Spirit of the Santi. No, never. Because it's titles. Not invoking the name. And the name is the blood. In the book of Acts, when it says, No more preach you anymore in this man's name, Jesus. For when you do, what's happening? You intend to bring his blood upon us. Because the blood's in the New Testament given for you. You're bringing the blood upon us. You're convicting our hearts and our spirits. No more preach anymore in this man's name. You do, you do intend to bring his blood upon us. That blood still speaks today. Better things than of Abel. The holy, righteous blood of Jesus Christ. And it's through that blood, that incorruptible, holy blood of Jesus Christ, whereby we are saved and washed our sins in his blood. There, born of the water, and we must be born of the Spirit. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. Somebody said, well, I asked Jesus to come into my heart. That's not what the Bible said. The keys of the kingdom is repent, which have a change of heart, a total 180, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name of God in every function and office that he is. Why? For the remission of your sins. That's the only way. Somebody said, well, I've asked you to come into my heart. Well, you had a repentance. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation. It's not salvation, but works it unto salvation not to be repented of. Somebody said, well, I felt different. Yes, of course. Anything you do in God, the repentance is certainly a part of it. Repent, 
But don't stop there. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. You want your sins totally remitted? It's only one way. Circumcised heart by water baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4. Colossians 10, 2, 10 through 12. There's no other way. You'll find that in Acts 2.38, Acts 8.16, Acts 10, Acts 19. You'll find it again in 23, uh, Paul again. Brother Saul, why tearest thou? I know you've seen God. I know you've seen the great light. I know that you know the revelation of the name Jesus. He is the name of the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. I know that you, you have been healed of your blindness three days. I know you know your call, but your sins still remain. Now, why tarries that? Why are you waiting around? Arise and be baptized, wash away your sins. How? Calling upon the name of the Lord. Invoke that name. Well, everyone that's ever been in the kingdom of God has been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is after the death, burial, and resurrection. God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, born again through the water and the spirit. How? Peter gave us that literal, no other way for to be born of the water and the spirit as the keys to the kingdom, standing up along with the other 11. They were pricked in the heart. Men and brethren, what must we do? What do, what do we do now? They had received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Peter said, this is what you do. He has the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to spell it out to you very simply, Peter said. All the other 11, Matthew there also, who had stated in the gospel according to Matthew, being baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and Peter having the revelation of that name. The same as Paul had the revelation of the name. The name is the attribute, all that he is, the intrinsic value, the who he is essentially, the spirit of God in all of his glory, majesty and dignity and honor. The name Jesus. Very simply, Jehovah is salvation. Well, how do we, what do we do? Is it still for us today? I mean, after all, that happened 2,000 years ago. Is it still for us today? Is there some other way? Can I ask Jesus to come into my heart? No, that's not Bible. Can I say the sinner's prayer? Nobody says the sinner's prayer. Well, what do I do? Well, obey the gospel. What? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. Somebody said, well, I've got another Bible that says, because your sins are remitted. That's a lie. Go back to the original manuscript. Don't let man tinker with it or delete or add to or take away from. Just go to the original manuscript. What Peter said on the day of Pentecost in the original manuscript, and it will say very simply, repent. You changed you're going to live according to the word of God to the best of your ability. You're going to follow the leading of God. That's a repentant heart. Godly sorrow works with repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. It gets you to salvation. Then what do I do? 
Well, you're born of the water and the spirit. How? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and of every office there is in the Spirit, El Shaddai, Elohim. Every title in the Word is named, and the Son of God is named, the Son of Man is named, Jesus. Who is the Christ? Jesus Christ. Well, why? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. Well, that's born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the pneuma, the power of God unto salvation, the Spirit of Christ. If any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. What did they do? When they received the Holy Ghost, they spake with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Other tongues. Mark 16 said, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall speak with new tongues. That's a heavenly language. Paul said in, in to the church at Corinth and the gifts of the Spirit. He said, I thank God I speak in, with tongues and more than y'all. He said, I'll pray with the Spirit. I'll pray with my understanding, but I also pray in the Spirit also. Jude put it this way, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, if I pray in the Spirit, my understanding is unfruitful. Why? Because in the Spirit you speak with mysteries unto God in an unknown tongue. That's a direct line the devil can't get to. You build up your most holy faith there, praying in the Holy Ghost, Jude 20. Well, what is that? That, that tongue. It is that same breath that God breathed into Adam's nostrils. And he formed him of the dust of the ground, he breathed into him in his nostrils, the breath of life. And he became a living soul. That Neshama in the Ruach. There, Adam became a living soul. Howbeit, Jesus is a quickening spirit. And that's the reason why. And God said, let there be light. How did he do it? And God said, the word went out. The word and the, is spirit, the word is life. It's the same spirit. And God said, that's how he did it. By his word. By his wisdom. By his understanding. By his power. Jeremiah 51, 15. Same word. It's it's power, wisdom, understanding that the worlds were, were created. Who did it? God alone. Isaiah 44, 24. The heavens spanned the heavens and, the, and created the earth by myself, God said, alone. How? By his word. God alone. How did he do it? He didn't take his arm this. He said, and God said, and the word went out. God went out. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. How? By his word. Well, Jesus, in John 20, verse 22, breathed on his disciples. Are you a disciple of Jesus? Have we received that Holy Ghost? If you have, then God breathed that life into you with that wind, that breath of God. The same word that created all the heavens and the earth and all the galaxies. And untold, 
amount of planets and stars and in the cosmos. That same power is now received by you, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. It's this, it is that word, that breath. And it came a sound of his rushing mighty wind. That wind, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That, that Holy Ghost in fire. That same Jesus breathed on those disciples said, Receive you the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted. That is the church, the body of Christ in remitting and retaining sin. That's another topic. In other words, through the leading of the Holy Ghost, not that they have an intellectual sense to forgive sins or to retain sins, but the Holy Ghost leading in new things, new things that God will do through his body, through the Spirit of God. It's him. We're bought with a price. It's not us. It's him. So the new thing that God will do is nothing but the Spirit of God moving through the body of Christ. It's no new thing. It's the Spirit of God moving through you. But God said, I do a new thing. A woman shall compass a man. That woman's compass a man is a man-child birth in Revelation 12. Not a rapture, but showing the body of Christ, things which must shortly come to pass. Caught up to heaven and saw things unlawful for a man to speak. Faith that was once delivered to the saints. There's things that must shortly come to pass. God's revealing it now. To those that have repented and been baptized in the name, singular name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of their sins, born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. Well, who's this written to? For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to as many that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. And he's still calling today. It's still, Jesus Christ is still coming in the flesh. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Still happening today. For those that have an ear to hear. That same power that's literally created heaven and earth and literally made and everything held together by the word of his power. That same breath that Jesus breathed into the, into the disciples is the same that God said is the same breath. That same spirit that created all things, heaven and earth and everything that therein is. There's a power you have. The power of God unto salvation. The power to literally obey God in all things, crucifying with affections and the lust of the flesh, whereby you will be made the righteousness of God in Christ simply through obedience. Obedience is required. And that is so essential. And not being taught. Very simply, you can't live like a devil and expect to make heaven. You can't lie, cheat, and steal and think to make heaven. You can't do the 23 things that bring forth death. 23 is the number of death. And these 23 things, adultery, fornication, etc., etc., and all that do these things, drunkenness. No drunkard shall inherit the kingdom of God. And it goes on. And Paul says, all that do these things will not enter the kingdom of God. 
as I've told you before. That's works of the flesh, Galatians 5, which are manifest, which are these. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. God is love. You take on the same attributes, not through your flesh, not through your mind or intellect, but through the leading of the Holy Ghost crucifying your own lust of the flesh, your own will, and literally denying your will to do the will of God. Because Jesus said, any man come after me, let him deny himself. That's the first thing you do. Your self-will, what you want, move it out of the way. Any man come to Jesus must believe that he is God and a rewarder of them. He is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Any man come after me, let him first deny himself. Pick up his cross. Why cross? Because the cross is what you're going to do to crucify your flesh with the affections and the lust. Purging yourself, this, all this, making yourself a vessel of honor and not dishonor. Meat for the master's use. Not a novice, not as soon as you're born again. Run out there and be yoked up to do a ministry. Not a novice, lest by being lifted up in pride, he falls into the condemnation of the devil. He has to grow from a newborn baby to little children because a newborn babe is unskillful in the word of righteousness. And the righteousness is what we're talking about today. How is he unskillful in the word of righteousness? Hebrews 5, Paul said, that newborn babe is unskillful in the word of righteousness. He's on the milk. That newborn babe desires that milk that he may grow thereby. But you grow. Then what? You become little children because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Jesus said, you'd know me, you'd have known the Father. Jesus said, the little children, John and 1 John 2, 12 through 14, they little children have known the Father. They've grown from babies to little children. But now God's calling the body of Christ into full, the fullness of him, not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, having their senses exercised thereby, that can, they can discern both good from evil. And that full grown is righteousness, not of their own righteousness, which is of the law, not by the works of the law, which is all our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. But what righteousness? The righteousness of God. How? By faith that we might win Christ. Well, that requires obedience, friend. Don't let anybody tell you. You have a particular call upon your life. One spirit, different ministrations, different ministries. Find your calling and election. And whatever the will of God is, is do it. The ones that do not do the will of God will hear, depart from me, you that work iniquity. You that do not follow the leading of the Holy Ghost through obedience. I never knew you. For you did not do the will of God. Not all that saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, Jesus said. Because you didn't do the you did not do the will of God. Somebody said, Well, I didn't know we were supposed to. Well, the word of God says here's to. Through obedience. Faith without works is dead. That's obedience, not of the law, not working out your own righteousness, but the righteousness of God by faith. That's the reason grace literally reigns through righteousness. 
Romans 5. Why? Because we're saved by grace through faith. It's through that faith. Faith requires obedience. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? That they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the reason why in both the Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter, that Jesus talking to the church at Ephesus, Myrna, uh, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. The first thing he says is, I know thy works. Look at Revelation 3, Sardis. I know thy works. I have not found them perfect. You're not obeying the Holy Ghost in all things. You might do a few things, but the little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. You're not obeying in all things. I haven't found your works perfect. That church at Ephesus, you've left your first love. You repent. Get it back on track. If you don't, I'm going to come and remove the candlestick out of its place. And that's the reason Jesus said, take heed how you hear. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And hearing is to hear and understand and obey. Not just hear it and say, well, thank God I know it, but don't obey it. It means uh, to hear, to understand, and then obey. Obedience unto righteousness. Romans 6. And that is what is so missing in the church. And that is why that many are literally uh, stagnated and are literally uh, children or babies that have not grown even being maybe 10, 15, 30, 40, 50 years in God, and yet have rickets because they're still on milk when they need to be on strong meat. So it's called, it's a call to God. Come and let us return to the Lord. For he is torn, he will heal us, he has smitten, he will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up. What's happening right now? And we will live in his sight. If we follow on to know the Lord, we've got to follow on. His going forth is prepared as the morning, the morning star. And night weeping endureth for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. His going forth is prepared as the morning. I'll give you the morning star, Jesus said. It is my pleasure to give it to you. And he says... He will come to us. Hosea 6, 1 through 4. He will come to us as the rain. A great move of the Holy Ghost of God, the Holy Spirit of God coming through the body of Christ. He will come to us. The coming of the Lord. Perusia. He will come to us as the rain. The former. Acts the second chapter. And the latter. We're going to have the experience of the former and the latter rain, the last great rain of his strength. But it's only to those that have obeyed under righteousness that he can, uh, those that have made their calling and election sure that he can use for the work of the ministry. Let's don't miss out. Let's be a vessel meet for the master's use. Let's understand that grace is not just unmerited favor and I Ask Jesus to come into my heart and don't do anything. Never have been born again of the water and the spirit. I haven't crucified the flesh with the affections of the lust. 
I haven't done the will of God because I was not told I had to do these things. Well, God is dealing with his people, his servants now. Now come out of her, be you separate. That's not the unclean thing. And he said, I'll receive you, sons and daughters. I'll use you in the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ and the unity of the faith to the knowledge of the Son of God and to a, unto a perfect man to the measure of the stature of that fullness of Christ. Not a little baby, not a little child, not young men, but fathers. Full grown, weaned from the milk and uh, eating meat a full age. The Spirit of God is moving. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. We're hearing from you. We're excited to hear about you and from you and your thirst and for righteousness. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, not our own, but His righteousness, which is by faith. And that grace reigns through righteousness. How do we get that righteousness? Remember Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members, your members of your body, as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death. Oh, Paul said, I'm, I'm persuaded of better things from you than that. Or of obedience unto righteousness. Then you grow in grace. Through this obedience, you grow in grace and favor of the Lord. Seeing your good works and glorifying your Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. We love to hear from you. We ask for your prayerful support and your generous donations are the only way we keep this podcast coming to you. We love to hear from you. Join up in one and God will bless you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spears saying, Behold, the real deal.